Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up? It's Chelsea Pastel, and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. Alright, we got Chelsea Pastel jumping off the porch with us today. What's up, y'all? How you feeling, sir? I'm feeling pretty good. How you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. It's a pleasure to have you on the porch with us today. I'm very happy to be here. Thanks. I'm Thank to you. Tell your energy right, everything. I can feel it just vibrating off of me. <laughs> so how does it feel to be working in the city of Atlanta? It feels great. Um, honestly, I'm from Cleveland, so it's a, it's a different energy. It's more fast-paced. Um, everybody's been treating me real good, welcoming with open arms. So I love it here. I'm excited to be here. And um, I'm out here with my manager, Steve-O. So. Shout out Big Steve-O, man. Shout out to That's Steve-O. My dog. So how does it feel to be able to go to different cities just pursuing your dream and chasing your That's a blessing. Um, a lot of people I know haven't even left our city for anything, you know, so to be able to do it off the strength of making music that I love to make and after my, you know, out of my dreams, um, I really couldn't ask for anything better. No, that's real. How would you explain the way of life in Cleveland, Ohio? Cleveland's interesting. Um, it's kind of similar to here, just a little bit more laid back, I would say. We, uh, we get off four seasons. We, we have like this laid back kind of vibe, but still turn, you know, it still get rowdy, it still get ghetto, but it's kind of like, um, it's chill though, it's laid back, it's smooth. Nah, that's yeah. real. Yeah. How would you describe your childhood coming up? Uh, my childhood, it's, it was pretty good. Um, I was one of those kids that played a lot of instruments going, growing up and um, always was in different music programs. I had a lot of friends. Um, I grew up the only child in my house, but I do have siblings. And um, I spent just a lot of time just playing video games, you know, playing with my friends outside, making music, going to Disney World. <laughs> the only child life is kind of spoiled, I guess they say. Oh, from the so, same man, you had it made. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, my childhood was great. It was great. I wish I could go back sometimes. Yeah. What instruments did you play? Um, I played piano, saxophone, trombone, bass trombone, tuba, uh, drums. Oh, yeah. You was a one-man band for sure. <laughs> yeah, my mom taught me how to play the sax, and she taught me how to play um, the keys. And from there, I just kind of, I've been teaching myself how to play different instruments. That's and real. I went to a school of the arts, so, so basically, that was my, my regular day in a band. How was it having a mother as a musician? Um, it's interesting. She really, like, she won't claim she's a musician. Um, she did it when she was younger in high school, but she always just had the saxophone in the closet. And I wanted to go to Cleveland School of the Arts. So she like, well, what's your art? I'm like, show me how to play the saxophone. So she showed me how to play it. And um, it went from there. But with her, I will say she's a music head. Like, her collection of music is crazy. So a lot of just influences come from things that she raised me to as far as music. Um, different things that like, from anything between rap to classic rock to jazz, all of it. So she, she's pretty uh, diverse in 
her library. That's real. Yeah. So how was your time attending Cleveland School of the Arts? It was cool. <laughs> um, it was a lot more freedom than where I came from. I went to a private school at first, this little Catholic school, and um, I hated it. So when I got there, you know, we had to wear uniform and we could be free, you know, so I loved it. And also just being around that many talented people was dope and it kind of, it pushes, it pushes you to be as talented as possible because you can't, you're not like a, a, a big fish in a small pond there. You know, everybody got talent. So you got to come hard. And um, our school is real diverse because it's audition only to get in. So I'm meeting kids from all over the city, different parts of town, different suburbs, even from, you know, rich, poor, all of it. So I think it kind of shaped me to move how I move now. Well, wow, that's real. Yeah. How would you explain your music taste? Because I know growing up, experiencing with different instruments and hearing different things, your taste could be broad. You know what I mean? It's very broad. Yeah. I don't listen to nothing that sounds like what I make. Yeah. To be honest, like I listen to a lot of um, older music, older rock, um, alternative music. Um, I do listen to some rap too, though. But I don't listen to new music for real. Every now and then, if it's something that's a banger, I'm gonna I'm probably like play the hell out of it. But like, as far as my taste, it's so broad. Yeah. I'm moody, <laughs> <laughs> and it's usually it's a certain vibe. My music, I feel like I listen to things that are the color blue. I don't know how to make that make sense, but that's that like makes a lot of sense, <laughs> that's actually. the vibe yeah. basically. That's real. So at what point would you say you decided to jump off the porch and take music full series? Um, 2016. So before that I was making beats and, you know, really focused on production. And I was working in this music studio, recording other people and whatnot, but at night when I was done with everybody else's session, I started experimenting with my own music and um, I never wanted to record in front of people. So I was doing that and then, you know, when we had people at the studio, every now and then my stuff would come up on shuffle. They're like, who is this? And I'm like, it's me. Ain't nobody believe it at first. So that kind of gave me that confidence I needed to push some of it out. So I started putting music on SoundCloud for a second. And from there, I was pretty serious, but I feel like 2021 though is when it like went to a different level of seriousness, where it was like, I can't really turn back from this point. I'm here now, you know? No, that's real. Yeah. So what would you say gave you the ultimate confidence to pursue it full time and just go against the grain? Um, just reactions, like they started putting me on radio in Cleveland, started getting booked for more shows. Um, I started getting music played on t TV shows and stuff. Oh, that's so crazy. at the time I was working this corporate job, I hated it. But I'm starting to get checks from that. So I'm like, I don't know, man, I think it's time. And it started conflicting with my work schedule. So I'm getting booked for stuff and it's like, I got to take off and it ain't that much vacation time in the world for real. So. You know, I sat on it, I wrote this email in my draft, had it sitting there for a minute, and then I closed my eyes and hit seeing. That was it. That's real. Yep. How hard was that for you just to walk away from a consistent income? Oh, just very. To, I know. Extremely. I'm already knowing. Extremely. Like, I've had a job since I was 16, just yeah. consistently, never. And I've always kind of been by the book, so like, I don't really, you know, I never really missed too many days. I've always just did what I had to do. So, you know, and it gets shaky sometimes as an independent artist because you're gonna have those moments where stuff going, you know, the flow rolling, but then you had a moments where it gets slow. 
and you got to make a check from something or a payment from something last and stretch. So you got to get creative. <laughs> so yeah, fast too. Yeah, fast very fast. fast. So you know, it was very terrifying at first, but it also felt really good and rewarding. No, for sure. So talk about going viral on Twitter for Stop Asking. Yo, that was crazy. Um, it actually happened while I was here. Really? <laughs> last time I was here, about a year ago, uh, like last November I was here and I was opening up for a different artist on the road with him. And um, I had tweeted it, I want to say like 8 in the morning, right? Our flight to L.A. was at like 10. So between us leaving the hotel and going to the airport, it was kind of getting some buzz. It was like, I would say I had like 400 likes, which I was happy with that. I'm like, all right, cool. But then by the time we got to, from the checking in to the actual plane, now I'm at a thousand. So I'm like, uh, okay, this is getting interesting. By the time we land, we at 8,000. Oh shit. And then like, now people from different labels and stuff is DMing me like, hey, we like the meat and all of this stuff. So it was crazy. And at the time I was kind of sad because somebody had told me my music sucked. So like that's that's even why I even tweeted it, you know. And um, so you know that negative turned into a super positive. I was just gonna say, yeah, that's dope. You the goddamn still power through that shit. You can't let that shit stop you up. Right. It was the way he said it, and it was like I kept, you know, I kept my face and whatnot. I was cool, but like in the car, I was pissed. Yeah. Like man, he really just said that to me. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, the world uh, felt otherwise. No nah, real so, shit. How does the city of Cleveland support you? They support me a lot. Um, every time I go places, you know, people come up like, yo, you rap. You know, they might not even know my name, but they familiar. And I get a lot of love, which feels good. Cleveland, one of those places, we a tough critic. So, you know, and it's a lot of, it's a million people rapping. So for people to be able to recognize me, the radio show me love. Um, a lot of DJs show me love there. And even some of like, Bigger artists from Cleveland, like, you know, I don't work with Crazy Bone from Bone Thugs. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. It was a harmony. That was kind of like some crazy Cleveland support. And even Kid Cudi co-signing me. It was crazy Cleveland support, so... Love my city and they love me. No, that's so real. How was it working with Crazy Bone now that we know that he's not in the best state of times right now? Um, Crazy Bone is really genuine, cool people. Um, great, great person. Made me feel like, I don't know, like, you know, when you meet people from the same place, it's like y'all just got that connection. That's how it was. Um, and he gave me some real good words of encouragement, basically like, you know, like, you got that, you got that, sis, like, you know, told me how to move and, you know, told me what to look out for. And he even just hopping on my album, like, he did that off the strength, and I appreciate That's him hard. for that, so. Were you devastated when Moon Landing Festival didn't happen last year? Well, that was this year, but yeah, yeah, I was, I was sad, you know, but I'm not, it's still gonna happen. It just got rescheduled. Yeah. So we don't know the due date, but um, even my, seeing my name on that flyer though is crazy within itself. You know, it's like 
everybody saw it. Yeah. And I mean, people reaching out who I ain't seen in 20 years basically end up like, yo, people I went to elementary school with seeing it, you know, That's hard. people who on my street who I'm pretty quiet on my street. People like, yo, I didn't know, and they just like freaking out after that. So that was a big deal. And seeing that even on a billboard was crazy. No, that's crazy. Were you prepared to perform in front of your whole city? Very. I'm already knowing. Like, yeah. that's probably I, 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 the best feeling. I, rec- uh, I rented a recording space. I mean, not a recording space, but a rehearsal space and everything. Oh, you was going, you was going to shut it down. Yeah, no, like I was ready. I had, you know, I had a DJ, we was rehearsing and um, I had mirrors in there. Like, I, I was getting ready for that. No, you was gonna go crazy. Yeah, that's my moment, you know? Yeah. And, you know, Uzi, Cuddy, Coyle Ray, they, you know, they, they do that, they've been there, but this was my first time having an arena show. So I'm like, I gotta come crazy. I gotta show my, I gotta show my ass. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, real spill. That's too real. What is it that you want listeners to take when they turn on your music? Um, To have fun, you know, like my music, it's not too serious, but it is some bars in there. But I feel like I feel like my music kind of has like a lot of color, confidence in it. To and I want that to transfer to other people to be that confident in being themselves and to be colorful, be happy, be free, be fun. You know, that's that's the vibe. You know, we I got, I say some crazy stuff every now and then, but my music is really just a good time. So that's what I want people to take from it: a good time. No, that's real shit. Yeah. What is it that you want listeners to take from your new project? Um, so right now I got out Whiplash and I think that's- Shout out OG Parker. OG Parker, shout out to him. Um, I think they should take away that I'm barred up, I'm going crazy, you know. Um, we gonna give you the beat, you gonna have the vibes, the bounciness, but I'm actually saying something on there. No, for sure. When can we expect it? Uh, as far as, so Whiplash is out right Whiplash now. Whiplash is out right now. Yeah, it's out right now. It's, uh, my project, it's already pretty much done. I'm not sure when we dropping it yet, though. Okay, okay. You know, um, I've been, I don't really stop making music. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I might have a few projects at this point. But I'm going to roll out a few more singles. And then once I'm happy with that, then we'll be dropping the project soon. Real spill. Mm-hmm. What is it that you want most from your music career? Um, basically just to make the little girl me happy, you know, like those childhood dreams I want to actually manifest, you know, seeing myself on magazines, seeing myself uh, performing on these big stages, touching other people, like being something that the girls can really take pride in listening to and being a fan of and, and even be inspired by. You know, growing up, it really wasn't that many female rappers to really, like, compared to now, you know? So I want, you know, somebody who might not feel like they identify with a lot of things out here to be able to, if they see themselves in me, you know, be able to take pride in themselves. So, you know, just some good vibes for the girls and the guys. Real spill. How hard of an impact would you say it is to make when you're not talking about the things that we see every day in pop culture? Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, From the ass shaking music, to the, you. you know what I'm saying? Um, I feel like it could be hard, but at the same time, it's low key easier because if so much stuff is going on one way, right? And you sticking out because you're doing something different. So once you get over that hurdle of being seen, and now that you got to everybody's attention, I feel like it's, it's cake from there because 
you're going against the grain. Right. You know, so that's yeah, noticeable. Yeah. You're going to notice that. Yeah. What is it that you would say you want most from being different, not doing the status quo, doing the left field thing? To inspire others to do that, mm. you know, to, to um, talk to actual people who feel actual ways, you know, to mainly to inspire. You know, I want every, we all should be able to be who we want to be and do what we want to do without being judged about it. Exactly. You're going to get judged, but not worrying about that, right. you know, and that's, that's the thing. When you, when you going against the grain, you putting yourself on the lines for scrutiny, possibly, you know, people don't either hate it or love it. And that's life. And I feel like, you know, if we all get kind of comfortable with that aspect of it, it would be a better place for real. No, for real. More free spirits. No, you know? for real. Why do you feel people struggle with being themselves? Because what other people think, you know, or how they were raised, you know, especially younger years. A lot of people are basically still just dealing with their childhoods, right? So, you know, somebody told you as a kid, you know, you ain't going to be this or that's to this or if somebody even just said purple don't look good on you as a five-year-old, you would never, you might not ever wear purple again. That's right. literally how it be. Like, yeah. you know, people just get broke down early. Yeah. So I think that's a part of it. And then, you know, just how society set up, you know, we at a point where we almost programmed to like things and to be a certain way and to think things and to say certain stuff and not to say certain stuff. So I think everybody's just afraid of going against that, going against societal norms or, uh, you know, getting judged, you know, getting made fun of. Simple stuff. <laughs> Honestly. Besides music, what else are you working on in your free time? In my free time? Um, I've been designing clothes. Ooh. I do that in my free time. Uh, I'm working on myself as far as just trying to get healthier. So, you know, I used to vape a lot, like, was addicted to the vape bags, waking up, <laughs> hitting it, just, it was crazy. Um, so I could just quit doing that. I quit that in July and I've been going strong. I ain't, I've been tempted everywhere I go, I'll be seeing the clouds, but <laughs> you know, especially if you out, you drinking or something like that, it make you want to vape. Yeah. So like, that's been my big thing right now. And just taking care of myself mindfully, like uh, reading more, you know, Free writing. I was just telling Steve-O, my manager, about that, like just waking up and writing, not necessarily trying to write anything specific, kind of journaling, you know what I mean? And not judging what I'm writing, just to keep my creative, creative mind going. So I've just been working on me and trying to figure out more ways to utilize my creative energy and also my physical energy, trying to get into working out more, things as such. Real shit. As a woman, would you say it's hard to make out of Cleveland, Ohio? Um, uh, yeah, it is. It's hard to make out of Cleveland, Ohio, period. Uh, but as a woman, it is based on like, especially an artist like myself, like I kind of go against the grain of some of the women that are, that have popped in Cleveland and not even going against it. I just, I feel like I do my own thing. We all do our own thing. I just don't necessarily make the same type of music. And my, my approach is a little more alternative at times. So it is a little bit tougher. Um, but at the same time, like I was saying earlier, I think when people, when, once you're in the platform for people to see it, they are drawn to that because it's something different, you know? So I think me being a female artist, especially like the way that I rap and the fact that I make beats and the fact that I, 
I kind of have a rich history with doing this. Um, it makes it a little bit easier. Real shit. Yeah. What type of change would you want to leave on the city? Um, I want us to have a, a, a more solid music scene. You know, we have a lot of talented artists, a lot of talented people. If we just kind of work collectively more to push our city first and put our city first before any of that personal ego, I think that's, that's the change we need. I see it happening in all these other cities. I mean, look at Atlanta, like they, the way y'all support each other here, you know, is different. And it's something to take note of. Uh, Detroit even, you know, they support each other crazy. And it's like us, I feel like that's all we need. If we all just collectively really put our energy. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Into putting our city on and putting our city on a the map, then it's up. It's too much talent there. So that's the positive change that I would like to lead. Like, you know, if I have a platform trying to open up doors for other people so it can keep going. Real spill. Yeah. What type of impact would you say you want to leave on the world? Um, shoot, a historic one, you know. I want to be, I want to go down in the books as one of the more talented female rappers to ever do it, you know, to where people are playing my music way after I'm gone, you know, and uh, kids who ain't even born yet <laughs> are playing it at age 10 somewhere in 2070, you know what I'm saying? And it's considered a classic at that point. Well, That's the type of sure. impact I want to leave. You know, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame type impact. No, it's real. Yeah. Any last words and shout outs? Uh, yo, well basically, you know, if you ain't hip, follow me at Chelsea Pastel everywhere. Um, we just dropped a song Whiplash, got new music coming out, so keep your eyes tuned in. Uh, shout out to Off The Porch for having me. Also shout out to my team, Steve-O, Jackie, and shout out to Fairfax for putting me together on my fit, and to City Atlanta. Thanks for having me. For sure, Chelsea Pastel, we appreciate you having me today. Thank you. Nice as bitch, but I don't fuck around. Keep one in the head, whole clip of rounds. Get too close, gotta act.